Hi, I'm Mike Kozer, and welcome to Lost Ballparks Extra Innings, what we consider sort of pocket-sized editions of Lost Ballpark podcast episodes. In 1978, I was a diehard Indians fan. But as a young kid, I was never allowed to stay up late enough to hear the end of a game. So each morning, I would pour myself a bowl of grape nuts. Grape nuts, because sadly, my mom and dad never bought a sugar cereal. So I'd have my bowl of grape nuts, and I would tear open the morning newspaper, quickly discarding all of the useless sections of the paper, like the front page, the business section, classifieds, etc., and get right to the sports page where I would search for the previous night's box score. Now, in 1978, the Indians lost 90 games, so I would usually find the tribe had lost the night before. And then I would quickly look to see if our first baseman, Andre Thornton, got a home run. He had 33 that year. And then I would look to see if our other star, Buddy Bell, got any hits. Honestly, other than those two guys, the Indians' cupboard was pretty bare that particular year. And like a lot of kids from that era, I collected baseball cards. And I remember sitting in my room, flipping through them and seeing guys like Johnny Bench and Rod Carew, Willie Stargell, and thinking, man, what would it be like to just have one of them play for the Cleveland Indians? Do you remember the 1978 Reggie Jackson Topps card? He's finishing a powerful swing, no doubt one of his many home runs. And there's the cool red, white, and blue all-star logo in the upper right-hand corner. Do you remember that card? Well, as a little guy, I remember looking at that card in particular and thinking, we could win the World Series if we had Reggie Jackson. There was just something different about Mr. October. The mystique, the swagger, the unwavering confidence that no matter the situation, no matter how bright the lights, he was going to come through. I mean, look at what he did the year before. October 18th, 1977, Game 6 of the World Series, and he hits three home runs that night on three pitches. Jackson with four runs batted in, sends a fly ball to center field and deep. That's going to be way back, and that's going to be gone. Reggie Jackson has hit his third home run of the game. Reggie Jackson becomes the second man in World Series history to hit three home runs in a game. We told you earlier, Babe Ruth did it on two occasions, in 1926 and in 1928. And Jackson just crunched one over the center field wall. That must have been 440 feet or more away. This is Lost Ballpark's Extra Innings with Reggie Jackson. The first ball game ever to be played in this beautiful new stadium. We'll go in extra innings. Well, it's moments like these that make baseball the kind of a game it is. At the end of nine, it's all tied up. We go to extra innings now. It'll be the first extra inning game of the year for the Tigers. Play on in this strike three, second out. We'll be going into extra innings. We certainly hope things are just fine for you, wherever you may be. Get yourself a nice, cozy corner. Just spend the afternoon with us. If you want to kick off your shoes, well, you go right to it. It's your day. Reggie Jackson was a 14-time All-Star, five-time World Champion, AL MVP, two-time World Series MVP, and a first-ballot Hall of Famer who finished his historic career with 563 home runs, perhaps none more legendary than the one he hit July 13, 1971, during the All-Star Game at Tiger Stadium. There's a long drive. That one is going way up. It is off the roof. That hit the transformer up there. A tremendous smash. Only eight players have hit the ball over the roof here in Detroit. And Jackson nearly did it then out of the ballpark. Welcome to Lost Ballparks, Reggie. Listen, I know we've only got you for a few minutes. So first of all, thank you for the time and I will get right to it. Tell me about 
the first game that you ever went to as a kid, the very first Major League Baseball game. Where was it, and what do you remember about that day? Talking about first time going to the ballpark when I was a kid. Yeah, what do you remember about that day? We went to Connie Mack Stadium, or they could have called it Shide Park because the area was called Shide. Yes, here come the Dodgers, and this is Ben Scully along with Jerry Doggett inviting you to stay with us now as they invade Connie Mack Stadium in Philadelphia. It was 22nd and Lehigh in Philadelphia, uh, the old Philadelphia Phillies ballpark. So it really was a a great experience for me. I remember it. Um, the first time I went to the game, I went to see Jackie Robinson. How much were tickets? Uh, 50 cent seats in left field. And Jackie hit a home run right into the section where we were. Wait, did it land near you? I, we didn't get the baseball, but it, for some reason I remember seeing the baseball. It was National League Baseball, of course. I'm curious, what player other than Jackie Robinson caught your attention that day? My favorite player was Duke Snyder. He was playing center field, war number four. Um, so, you know, just the things I remember. Um, popcorn was like a dime. Uh, but it was really a cool uh, place to be and a place to go. We sat in the left field bleachers, and, and that's where most of the black uh, folks, that's where we sat. And it was really nice, really cool. Do you remember who you saw your second game? Uh, my dad took us to see the Atlanta the Milwaukee Braves. And um, I saw Henry Aaron. We were out and waiting for the bus to come. The bus came, and then... They formed a protective line on both sides, um, and uh, the players walked through there. And I got down on my hands and knees and stuck my head through someone's legs, and I saw Hank Aaron get on the bus. Wow. And um, he got on the bus, and so did Billy Bruton. I remember him, the center fielder. And uh, I remember Henry had on a black turtleneck sweater and a... um, a black and white check sport sport coat. He really looked cool. He was dressed nice. But uh, that's what I remember. It was really cool. And um, never forget it. Reggie, thanks so much for sharing that with us. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for asking. Look, obviously, I could ask him questions for an hour and just begin to scratch the surface of his career. But when you are given a few minutes with Mr. October, you take whatever they're willing to give you and are grateful, as always, for the time. One final note about that blast that he hit in the 1971 All-Star Game. Wayne State University physicists estimate that the ball, if it had not hit the transformer on the roof of Tiger Stadium, would have traveled 650 feet. The late Vita Blue, who was there that day, said that it reminded me of one of Roy Hobbs' hits in the movie when all the lights flickered. Reggie himself said after the game that night, that might be the longest one I ever hit. I couldn't have hit it any farther if I stood at second base with a Funko bat. The Lost Ballparks podcast is produced by Ryan Beard, Kyle Schmidt, Mike Lipinski, Mike Dunn, Alex Kemp, John Carter, Maddie Zavlakis, Briggs Buckingham, and Xavier Guerra. Looking forward to joining you again on Monday for another full-length episode of the Lost Ballparks podcast.